Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 775. This is a very fun episode, Katie, because Donald Gleason is on the podcast. He's in a... Everything? He's in everything right now. He's in literally everything right now. But before we get to that, and what a fine Irish gentleman (laughs) he was, um, and a... I'm going to say a goddamn delight, Katie. He was a delight. Man. I love his accent. It's like one it's of those the best. where like you almost don't hear it sometimes, but then it comes out. It is the best. So we're going to talk about that in a sec, but I, I assume that there's some sort of a corkboard activity that you would like to share with people pre-Christmas. There is, and I actually have one that's uh, somewhat relevant <coughs> to this because it has to do with Star Wars, which Domhnall is in. And, uh, Donal. How, how do you say it? Donal. Donal? Donal. God, I'm going to say You that don't pronounce wrong. the M. It's Donal. 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 Oh, Donal. Donal. I can't say that. You can say donate. So donate Donal. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Donal Gleason. That, well, that he's in. Uh, the people over at the YouTube channel. <laughs> well played. <laughs> at the YouTube channel Live from Mars have made some hilarious Star Wars parody infomercials. So you can check them out by going to bit.do slash live from Mars. And they're really fun. Excellent. Thank you, Katie Levine. No worries. So Donal is in... Uh, Star Wars, I believe, The Force Awakens, I if think that's I've heard what of that. it's called. Yeah, is that the movie everyone's talking that? about? You know what's great is that I, I, uh, someone on Reddit today, on the front page of Reddit, and I posted it on Instagram, and I credited the person who originally posted it, so I didn't just steal their thing. I put their username and everything. But it was so brilliant that I want to share it with people, but it said, Simpsons predicted the future in oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. 2009. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was an episode where they were pulling into a studio lot, and one billboard was said "Star Wars: The Apology," yeah. and then uh, Alvin and the chip, the chipmunks getting rabies, and it was a, and chipmunks both and Star Wars both open Friday. God, they know. They know. They've Simpsons also did predicted. It. They predicted Simpsons like Super Bowl winners and stuff like and that. And Trump. Like it's weird. Oh God. Um, <laughs> but. Donald is not only in Star Wars, which opened on the 18th, and I think you probably know that because I think it made like $220 million or some insane number in the opening weekend. Uh, He is also in The Revenant, and uh, Inuritu, who directed uh, Birdman. Yep. uh, He directed directed it. And it is, I saw it in the movies, stunning. It's so gorgeous. Oh my God. And it's great. And uh, and Tom Hardy's great in it, and Donald's great in it, and DiCaprio's great. The fucking bear in it's great. I mean, it's really a great movie. That opens Christmas Day. So it's interesting that Donald will be in the top two yeah, movies this holiday season. And, uh, and it, was, it was really nice to have him on. So here we go. This podcast number 775 with, say it. Donald. Yes! You yeah, did it! Donald Gleason. Yeah! <laughs> Now entering Nerdist.com. Puppy seems all (laughs) typically chill. Oh, but then if I eat them on the podcast, then people complain. Because people don't like hearing other human beings eat. They get very upset. You must be a horrible eater. It was the fir- <laughs> My friend used to eat cereal like that. I was like, yeah, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, that my- horrible noise. <laughs> it's like mixed between... 
What was I trying to? F- yeah, like a cat purring and then just an adult male experiencing an orgasm. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to add a, a vocalization. Like eating is good enough. Happening. Yeah, he didn't know what's happening. It's oh. only cereal. <laughs> So weird. <laughs> and were you able to correct this behavior? Or do you feel like I, like we weren't eating breakfast enough together that it would be a problem? But uh, like he's married now, that must be horrible for her. Oh like she's like every day of your life. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, she's uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think he's corrected it. Year three. That's would you stop? Yeah, I know. Yeah, fucking cereal's <laughs> out. It's over. No, you're not going to eat before noon if you don't fucking <laughs> get really, really yeah. into it. I did the best man's speech at his wedding, and it was mostly about him eating cereal. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make him do it there and stuff. No, you yeah, really exactly. have to yeah, hear yeah. how irritating it is. <laughs> I just sound like I'm making fun of him, but it's a horrible, horrible trait. Uh, I, you know, I was, at the, I was at the Star Wars, I was at Force Awakens last night, and it uh, was... Naughty. Emotionally mind-blowing. <laughs> I mean, it was... And inc- it was incredible. I've never seen. First of all, I've never seen a premiere like that. Yeah, it was strange though too, right? Because like I was at the Harry Potter premieres in in, in uh, London, and they were ginormous. It was all like Leicester Square. It was sure. just rammed. But I just be- I guess because of the terror alert or whatever it is like right. they were on lockdown last night right like it was intense yeah all the cars getting in had to have be sniffed by dogs and they did yeah. the mirrors under the car yeah and... i was like serious serious stuff and in a way it was sad because you can't get like all the fans you want like i'm sure there were people who were dying to kind of sure see harrison ford and you know what i mean yeah and didn't get to do it but it, but, uh, it was a, it was a pretty cool night well when i was when i was leaving uh the after party it's probably like 11 o'clock, and you were talking to Harrison Ford, and I didn't realize you were talking to Harrison Ford at first, and I was just going to pop by and go, I'm going to see you tomorrow, which I was still on the fence about, because like, what are you supposed to say to that? Okay, yes, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Why don't we just talk tomorrow? I get real, <laughs> real, like, annoyed. I'm busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm busy, I'm man. talking to Harrison. <laughs> Why would you interrupt this? It's one of the great moments of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not cockblock your experience with Harrison Ford, but I did. Uh, but when, but just that that moment of you guys were there, and then there's you know there's stormtroopers walking around, and there's Kylo Ren t- up, propped up at the edge of the bar, and there's Lawrence Kasdan, and just, I mean it was. Oh man, I know Lawrence Kasdan came over to talk to my dad and stuff as well. It was he's really, so really nice. Sweet. He's so nice. He's so he's like I've seen the guard three times. He was so nice to my dad, like. It was very cool. Well, I didn't make. I'm a moron, so I didn't had not made the connection of you and your dad. And when I saw you at the premiere, I'm like, oh, Domino knows Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Like, then it all just. Oh, they both have red. Oh, they're makes Irish. Sense. Yeah, oh, acting. <laughs> it all. Could, I mean, I didn't even. I didn't even made the connection in the in the Potter films. I just didn't. I just did yeah, that's good. That's good. We're both doing our own thing. My brother's an amazing actor as well. He looks a little bit more like my dad, so people might be quicker to link them. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, it's nice, man. We're lucky to. There's a Gleason for every role, like every there kind is. of role, there except is a... for female. My mother is not an actor. She's not an actor. No, and it's all boys in my family, so we don't we don't have any we don't have any. <laughs> Although I did we did a play last Christmas, the three of us, myself, my dad, and my brother, and uh, I had to play a lot of female parts in it, so that was fun. Oh, you that's amazing! That. What, yeah, what was yeah. the play? The Walworth Farce, it was called. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, it's like it was. It's it's an incredible play. It was about a father who forces two sons to be actors. How you doing? This is Matt. Sorry, going? I'm late. I just came from Star Wars. You're actually. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh my god. We can't talk about it, but <laughs> he, he already knows. I mean it. I mean. Yeah. I mean, why can't why can't we talk about but it? But because this goes out to. Oh, this won't be out till. When's this coming out? But I don't want to spoil it for. Yeah, it's not. 
coming out next week. You know, still though, still, you don't want to wreck oh, it. Oh, you guys haven't seen. Yeah, because there still might be people. I, I feel like even the first week. Normally, oh, I'm in it. Well, we get it. Like, but, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't talk about it. I know what happened. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I'm in it. They immediately, once you're done with principal <laughs> photography, they erase your brain. Yeah, yeah. They just hit you really so, hard. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. What was I? Yeah. What was I? They I hold in? up one of those men in black things men that erase your brain. And then they just tomb you full in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to distract you while they just the, give the, you a little, concussion. Just a little flash thing. Yeah. I feel like I was in Abu Dhabi, but I'm not 100% sure. There was a lot of. I don't know. I feel My nose weird. hurts. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like anyway. Mark Hamill spent three weeks on the set for no reason. <laughs> yeah, 2015. 2015. But uh, yeah. That that whole experience last night was was incredible, and I mean, it's first of all, I am completely blown away that you are here today and conscious, and I mean, like the press schedule that you must have been on for the past. No, man, really? Yeah, no, I'm like they talk to everybody but me. <laughs> the other one, and like Adam last night was like, yeah, we were in Korea and Japan, and I was like, I would have liked to have been in Korea and Japan. God damn it. About time was massive in South Korea. What's the deal? Oh my god, What's it would have been deal? awesome there. Yeah, I know, I know. I was livid. Well, there's but, like uh, there's like great. twenty things that you uh, you you've managed to. <laughs> they flew out BB-8, but sorry. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, yeah. They're like, BB-8 got my seat. They can't even put a seatbelt around him because he's uh, he's just such a sphere. There's nowhere to put a seatbelt. He's he a safety as... hazard. BB-8 he might him count as a ginger. Like we're only allowed one ginger per yeah. flight. We're not allowed. Who to else is a ginger? bb 8s kind of a ginger. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> oh, so they weren't all evil. Okay, I feel okay, better. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, good, yeah. it's good. That's nice. Yeah, but I mean, just you know, and then also, I actually I saw the Revenant. Oh, uh, cool! I watched it Sunday night. Oh, did you? Nice, oh, it's nice. Go- it's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. movie. I mean, it's brutal and beautiful. It's right? bu- it is brutal. That. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the revenant for you. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. I'm in that one too. <laughs> no, goddammit! Yeah, yeah. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> also, Brooklyn and Ex Machina. Please don't spoil it. <laughs> Listen, uh, Nick Hornby did some great stuff in Brooklyn. I don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, uh, just so you know, the robot's gonna fuck a character over at the end of it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, <laughs> no. to... don't spoil Brooklyn for him. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That bit at the end of Brooklyn where she gets in the helicopter and just leaves him in jail. That's crazy. Yeah. There was a option: America, Ireland, or fuck this robot. Never, never, never. (laughs) Torn between three worlds. Saw that coming. Well, now it's funny because there's this whole. You watch South Park at all? Somebody told me there's a whole Ex Machina uh, South Park storyline right now. I mean, now it is great. the most. And I got a. Is it is it Timmy? Is Timmy? It's uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy. It's Jimmy. 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 He does that smile. She's like, yeah. when the lights come back on, just pretend everything's okay. And then <laughs> yeah. the lights come back on, and he's like. <laughs> he does it. it's, it's, it's so good I sent it to Alex it's like that's the coolest thing I must ask for a print or something of that of just the, the oh, yeah, thing of, uh, you know what I mean because yeah. that would be the coolest because you know the way some people like actors I believe like have like stuff up in their house from the movies you know like, sure. like oh this yeah. Oh, I was in this. Yeah. You know, it's like a massive poster or whatever. You know what I mean? It's always like, why would you do that? But uh, it would be cool to have a still a South Park that yeah. was something to do with something. Like, but you should get weird stuff from all your movies. Like you should get, oh, this was the fingernail from the puppet. That no, this is. I was talking to somebody last week, and he and he was saying, well, do you keep stuff? But like, obviously, Star Wars, Harry Potter, like they'll mm. shoot you full in the back of the neck, like if you try and get away <laughs> with anything. And uh, so you can't, you can't take anything from set. But like, I had little things. Like I was in a movie called Never Let Me Go. 
go. Yes. And, and uh, take I an took, organ I from took one of the, Yeah, yeah. I took. I, I've got Andrew Garfield's liver. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I took one of the little bracelets, the tracking bracelets from that and stuff. You know, so I, I got and I had my contact lenses from Dread and stuff. And uh, so I was thinking, and he was like, "You should have got your fingers from True Grit." Yeah. Oh, that would have been the coolest thing, just to have your. Yeah, fingers maybe the Coens. Maybe they still got it lying around. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe Ethan's up. got them in his house. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but that would have been that would have been the one to keep. I mean, I so I moderated the panel at Comic Con for Star Wars, yes, which you were on, and yeah, I completely yeah. and you know all, all the amazing things you've done. I had just seen them all, so I had I gushed on you about Black Mirror. Oh yeah, which, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't is, spoil Black Mirror for you, but <laughs> you're a robot. <laughs> it's a robot. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what the hell? Uh, yeah, I have a robot <laughs> with the force. I've been typecast. Um, <laughs> He's got to uh, be near a robot. His his writer says he has to be a and or near a robot <laughs> at all times. Yeah, yeah, at all times. Yeah, yeah. Be it Julie Walters in Brooklyn or whoever else. Um, no, uh, yeah, that was uh, Black Mirror was just amazing. My brother turned me on to Black Mirror, so I'd seen the first uh, series and then like got the script for that but that's he's amazing Char- Charlie Brooker's oh yeah Brooker's incredible. incredible yeah I mean it's it. I've heard they're, they're making an American version but I don't know where really? they're at I heard, that, I heard that Netflix had like were giving the money to do another series of it or whatever but I didn't realize it was an American version of it I, the, I, when I when they were talking about actors and stuff for uh, the one that I was in I was saying why don't you get this person from the first uh, series and uh, they were saying, no, we don't recast actors because they're all standalone episodes. And I was saying, why don't you, why don't you do totally different episodes every time, but with like the same cast? Like, a, like if you ha- if you had all the same actors, but they could play totally different right, roles right. in every single one, you could populate it. It'd be like the yeah. old time, like yeah. uh, what was it called? Like uh, uh, in the theater, they'd have like there was a word Serials? for it. Re- yeah, yeah, oh, a repertory. Yeah. Like you could have like a repertory, and yeah. they come and kind of do the same thing. The same way that yeah, your man does it with like Jennifer Lawrence and right. Bradley Cooper and everything, you know. Uh, Robert Nero, but they didn't go with that, so I'm out of work next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd still be around. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when when people, it's just. Uh, I think the one of my favorite parts about that entire series is that Charlie has really created. He's really created the universe, and, and as opposed to just having a, st- a bunch of standalone anthology, mm-hmm. you know, these are weird, surreal things. Everything is connected, and you see the same things pop up in little bits. Yeah, a little stories. bit. I mean, some of them definitely take place in different worlds than the other ones. I mean, you know, like the technology is always advanced, but like the, some of the technology would have changed the world of a different episode if it was in there. Do you know what I mean? Like right. so the world of the prime minister and the pig is right. different to the world. You know what I mean? Like that's more uh, almost now. That could be exactly mm. right now, right? But then the other ones are kind of more like a more yeah. dystopian sort of a setting but uh, he's i think he's he's the business i'm really looking forward to seeing the rest of them and it's always in each series my favorite script like was the one because i did love the one with the prime minister and the pig but uh i the the entire history of you was the one my brother sent me oh uh, yeah which is just like you know the heartbreaking content, like, oh my it's God. so heartbreaking jealousy just talking about jealousy through technology what a brilliant idea it, it is a it is a great it's i mean you know listen there's no reason that you couldn't come back, but I would imagine you probably don't have time. You must be... Oh, if it was for that, you would. Yeah, any, any, you just want to do good stuff. Are you already... I mean, is your schedule for the next year? You already know what you're doing for the Unemployed. next year? Unemployed. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of time off next year. A lot of time off, which in a way is good. And there's also no films really coming out next year that I'm in, you know? So that's good, too. 
Do you think it's good to sort of say, like, okay, I'm going to give people a break, or do you think, like, you just need I don't need feel like I need time? to give people a break. The stuff that came out this year, I didn't have, like, I, I, had a, I had a big role in Ex Machina, but then, like, the other ones, I'm off to the side. There's more famous people in bigger roles in Brooklyn, in Star Wars, and in The Revenant. So I don't feel like it's been intense, you know what I mean? Uh, but next year, yeah, next year, it's just good. It means you don't have, because three of them are coming at the same time, basically. It's just good not to do press for a while and sure. just live at home and live, be, a human being. be a human being in the yeah, world even though you're a robot and uh yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> we've proven it exactly. Exactly. but is it do, do you have a preference in terms of you know because ex machina really is an intimate movie the revenant mm. is this epic yeah i mean like every frame of that movie is like a oil painting yeah and then of course freezing freezing oil painting yeah, yeah i mean is it is it oh yeah like there's no I mean, you, you watch a movie like The Revenant and you go, yeah, I, I would die in any other era than the one that I live in. There's I no... We're so lucky. <laughs> yeah. We're so lucky. I know, because we'd all be dead at that time. Well, you, you see you see people like fishing in water in the water in the dead of winter. You're like, well, how do they... They were just... You would just... I would... You would just die. I would just die. And Alejandro would say things like, you look too cold. I'm like... <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean I look too cold? I am freezing. Like, I've started to shut down. My body has started to shut down. I'm sorry. Well, act I like cold. it's warmer. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, not yeah. warmer. Yeah. I mean, it was- the, the, it really, that movie was, this, I mean, like, DiCaprio's character is essentially just, like, nature's punching bag for, like, two hours and 47 minutes. <laughs> they didn't put that in the poster. That's weird. <laughs> That's really absurd. Leonardo surprised. DiCaprio is nature's, nature's punching, punching bag. bag. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd see it then too. I'm gonna see it. Is, <laughs> no, he's amazing. The, movie, it, the, though, movie, the movie's like... great. Yeah, and Tom Tom Hardy is pretty is pretty spectacular too. So, do, but do you have a preference for the type of movie that you like to do? You like, or is it just acting as acting? You, I, I, I think the preference is to do different stuff all the time. So, is is, is the preference is not to have one thing that you want to do. The the preference generally is to change it up every time. So, like after having done uh, the Revenant and Brooklyn, which were quite an ex machina, which were quite serious, and in all of those films too, like my character is kind of like on the receiving end of either <laughs> emotional or physical punishment for a lot. You know what I mean? Like he's not on the. F- I really wanted to change it up, so then I did a comedy after that, and you know what I mean. So it's really all, every job is like a reaction to the last one. Sure. So like Revenant was big, and then Brooklyn smaller, and you know, like it's it's nice to kind of keep missing up because you just keep interested and you keep trying to find new characters I think that's like that's the reason to be an actor I suppose and is it do you feel any sort of weight or responsibility when you come on to a a a Harry Potter series or a Star Wars series or like oh my god because you because you are that now forever you are it is it is indelibly I mean yeah I don't not really not really again it might be different like it's it's not like I'm Daniel Radcliffe in Harry Potter and it's not like I'm you know Daisy Ridley or John Boyega in in Star Wars. I'm, right. I'm you know I'm off. I can I can kind of duck and weave a little bit. Do you prefer that? For the really big ones, I quite enjoy that. But I but I would be I I I, I never thought I'd get to like lead a film. I was in this film called Sensation like about six years ago now. Good lord! <laughs> but uh, that was like my first kind of leading uh, role that I did back home. And I never thought I'd get the chance to do that. I always thought I'd come in for two days and then. And I was really excited about that. I, I was hoping I would be coming in for two days on movies and then doing plays. I was really hoping that would be the career. And then I got this opportunity to be a lead. And then Joe Wright, I did this film Anna Karenina, and Joe Wright like let me be romantic in that. And I didn't think I'd ever do that in a film. That I didn't think that would be what I would. You know, people would let me do that, and then, and then something like Ex Machina. Alex Garland is like is my favorite writer, 
And I'd done two films with him, but I had smaller parts in those. And then to do the lead, like, I'd be annoyed if I didn't get to do the lead now. I think I'm getting, like, uh, <laughs> I'm selfish. That, like, once a year you do want to you do want to be front and center in something that has a chance of being really good, you know. Sure. So I've been spoiled for the last while. Yeah, well, and also... Um Oscar Oscar Isaac is like one of the sweetest guys. He's hilarious. I mean, he's he was so you know I talked to him for a few minutes last night. And he was just so like he seems so chill about everything. He's just like yeah, it's great, you know. But he's yeah, not, yeah. He but but in a not in an arrogant way, just in a like you. I just feel like being around him is like God. Things are gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas around me, everything. Is over. Uh, no, always. Uh, uh, that's the fire in the belly. Uh, yeah, exactly. I've always heard that. You know, that's. A, I don't know how people are performers and super chill. I always, I always feel like you know, if you're a performer, because of the nature of the business, you probably need a little bit of that fire in the belly. And, yeah, yeah. You need drive. I think you, uh, you do need to have. I think there's always ego somewhere. You know what I mean? Even the nicest people, if you if you're willing to put yourself out in front of a camera and do all that sort of stuff, there's got to be something in there. You know. Uh, and then there's got to be confidence in there. But, like, Oscar is genuinely really chilled. His, so many of his family were there last night. It was really, really nice. They all love Star Wars, you know. And uh, so he was having a brilliant all night. Like, it was, it, was, it was great. I didn't get to really talk to him at the party afterwards, but I'm sure I'll see him over the next Well, while. I'm surprised you can't. I mean, <clears throat> you must be getting pulled in a million different directions in a, at that type no, of No, really? It was, it, was, uh, like, it was, like, you know, the, it's strange. The, the carpet and all that is just surreal. You don't really know what to do. And it's like, hello, you know, and, you know, okay, you know, like that's kind of, uh, and then, and then afterwards they, they gave us a table, which is really nice. I got to sit down with my dad and my friend and my agents and, um, uh, had my phone off. So didn't realize my other friend, Carla was like, I didn't see her really last night, which is a bummer. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, we just sat and chatted for a little bit and then went back to the hotel. And then Harrison Ford came over and talked to you. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And he was nice. (laughs) He came out, he came over to, to, like, to say something nice. (laughs) He's my hero. He's my hero. Harrison Ford wouldn't do that. (laughs) No, he He wouldn't now. He did. He totally did. He was like, it was amazing. You think the plane crash knocked him? (laughs) Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. The man's a hero. The man's an American hero. I'm not kidding. I think maybe a little because I had moderated moderated panels with him before at Comic Con, and he was kind of he was the sort of gruff caricature of the you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, pretending. Yeah. I mean, I can't, can't tell how much is pretending and how much is like. I don't know. He's super cool, but, but like that's his that's his thing. But well, it flies planes. Of course, he's cool. Yeah, but at like, the panel, cool. but at the Star Wars panel this year, and it was after that. So, like, I, I, I hadn't seen him like that in a fandom-type situation before where he seemed appreciative to be there and very humbled by the whole experience and very sweet and very... But he's still the coolest guy in the room. Still the coolest no, guy in the room. You know what I mean? Like, he can be as nice as he wants or whatever, but, like, you know, he met my dad and my dad, you know, my dad was like, this is, you know, this, this, this my boy. And he's like, ah, he's your problem now, you know? Like, he's just, like, <laughs> he's just, he's just cool. He's like, just cool. Maybe you don't ever know, I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't ever feel like, I think you can't feel like a cool person if you are a cool person. You know what I mean? Because if you are, then that makes you not cool. He knows he's Cool. <laughs> Come on. Everybody in the world's been telling him he's cool for like, you know, however long he's been alive. Of course, he must know. He I, must know. Maybe, yeah. but he still is. But, you know, people still have the brain of a performer. And, you know, as many people. He's brilliant in the movie. He's great he? in the movie. There's so much magic in what he's doing. Oh, my God. It's so, it's so. I mean, yeah, it, spoiler it, alert. I know we're starting, amazing in he it. He is amazing. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah. Why would I go and watch it Th- now? Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. You know how they do it in Ireland, but here in America. We don't. Uh, that's my other favorite thing. Is there were so many 
<laughs> there were so many like English, Irish, like in Revenant, and everyone's there. There were so many different. Like I think DiCaprio was maybe like the only American guy. About the only yeah. American guy. Yeah, yeah. It. We had a Canadian. No, no. Stubby Bill. The guy who played Stubby Bill. Oh, okay. It was, uh, it was uh, American. Joshua. He's American. Uh, yeah. There was a couple. We had a couple of Americans in the crew. Lucas is American. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had a, we had a few of the English and Irish in there. Which the, was the, nice. the, 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 English and the Irish folks are always good at, at like playing like southern midwestern guys. Yeah. And you guys yeah, are, you yeah. guys are real you guys are real good at that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't playing southern so obviously the accent uh, You were you were just that's a, fine. you Look, were that's just fine. a regular we don't need to talk about it. You but you just had like a regular kind of it was sort of like this American accent Yeah, it yeah, Because Tom Hardy American. was really he playing was, up the whole yeah, yeah. kind of sounded like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, 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 yeah you do that. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool though, isn't it? Yeah. Do you like do you like do you like that as part of your character do you like being able to yeah. come in and, yeah it makes it easier to be somebody else i think if you have a different voice yeah so and then and then you make it back to your own voice because you know like, so the trick with an accent i think generally is to get the accents down so much that you can just have a conversation in your own voice and not be doing a voice you know what i mean yeah. that you end up so that's i keep up the accent during the daytime when we're doing it and then knock it off when we're going home so for x machina it, it seems that character he's just a guy I mean, yeah. he, ha- he he and he's obviously supposed to be. If you're watching the movie, you're like, "Oh, that's me!" Like I'm that I'm just that sort of regular guy yeah. that gets swept up into all this craziness. Mm. So how do you just play a a guy, a regular guy? It's difficult, you know. Like I don't know. I I always loved Tom Hanks, you know, because he because he was able to do he was always able to do that and make it look effortless. But then when you sit down with a script, it's actually really complicated. Like you don't just turn up and be like, "I'm regular Joe." I'll just react <laughs> to whatever's going on. Like the guy next Machina, it was really discreetly complicated because he had to be so many different things for the movie to work. He had to be uh, normal enough uh, that you. Uh, that you would believe that he'd go there. He had to be uh, intelligent enough that you would believe he works this company and could have these conversations with uh, Nathan. At the same time, he had to be not stupid enough, but like to stay there. You know what I mean? And not just run screaming for the hills as soon as <laughs> as soon as he was like, "Listen, I want you to meet my robot." He's like, "Oh my god!" Ah! You know. Uh, and then he has to, he has to be lost enough that he'll connect with a robot. And, and fall in love with something that that's put in front of him. He has to be lonely enough to want all those things, you know. Uh, and then he has to be average enough that you could begin to think that maybe he's a robot. You know what I mean? Like he has to be right. so kind of normal that you go, oh, my God, I think maybe this is the guy, you know. Like, so he had to take all these really strange boxes and then you have to make him just look like a normal dude. So, it, like, it, was, it takes... It takes a lot of work. Maybe it shouldn't take a lot of work. Maybe I should just turn up <laughs> and not overthink it or whatever. But, like, it was quite a job making him all the little things that he had to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, that's why I always loved Tom Hanks. Do you, when you – what age did you decide this was a career path that you wanted to pursue? I thought – I was 19 when I thought that acting was fun. And then I was 20 – Two when I decided to go full time, so they're two slightly different things. Like one, like trying to make a career at acting, which is a, I mean, I don't, a stupid thing to uh, embark upon. Not stupid, but like you know, that's a dream that most likely won't come true. You know, and then and then, but nineteen, I read a script when I was nineteen, and I, and uh, I was like, if I got to be, if I got to be in this script, I will be so set. 
this would be the coolest thing ever. And I, and I did, I auditioned for it and I did it for like five months, this, this play. Uh, and that was the best thing ever. So they were two different moments. Then when I was 22, I left college and it was like, do I try and get a job or what do I do? Sure. And then I thought, no, I'll try and pay my rent by acting. <laughs> <laughs> and so where, where do you go? Were you in Dublin at that point? Or did you... I was in Dublin and I still live in Dublin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and what is the, what is the, what is the business like in Dublin? Is do you do you have to go to London a lot, or is there, yeah, is there... you do. That's yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. You, there's a lot of there's theatre in Ireland. There's some very good theatre in Ireland, um, and uh, but it's 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 it can be tough. Like I don't have kids or anything like that. Uh, it can be difficult. Like the amount of money you make doing theatre is is. A lot of people who are doing theatre would also try and do TV or film sure. anyway. Even if your first love is theatre, sometimes you might have to do the other stuff just to, just to kind of keep, you know, just kind of keep on top of stuff. And then, but actually there's a lot of films and uh, television made in Ireland. The, they have a really, really good tax incentive for films to shoot there. Braveheart was one of the first that kind of came over and did that in Ireland, like in a, in a, in a big way that made, uh, that used the big tax incentive. They shot a lot of it there rather than in Scotland, which I'm sure Scotland was delighted about. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You're shooting what? Oh, no, Where? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't believe it. Braveheart in Ireland, um, but it obviously worked out very well for my father. You know, like that was his, that was his first huge break. You know of what I mean? Like, like he, he had done amazing work before that, but this was a huge break for him. So ever since then, there's been like they've kept the tax incentive, they've kept it good, for, and then now the crews there, the Irish crews, are really good. We've got amazing film crews in Ireland, so uh, we're really well set up. Yeah, it's uh, – you know, the sad part is I'm sure there's a lot of Americans who are so American-centric. They're like, what's wrong with shooting Braveheart in Ireland? Oh, no. They're different. It's not yeah. the They're same. different. It's They're not, not the, the same. I know. I get a lot of – I get a lot of uh, – you know, yeah, oh, my God, you're right. I've never been to the UK. And I'm like yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> You know, just because I'm from Ireland doesn't mean I've been in the fucking UK either. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you just hear you're calming yourself? Doesn't make your statement any less true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it it's been true. A long, people's been a long time making that place a republic, but that's fine. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you got to put your foot down. Yeah. Google something once in a while. Yeah, no, information is all available. But then they'll say I come from Montana, and I'll be like, "What? I don't." <laughs> so it works both ways. It works both ways. Oh, the coast. Yeah. No, <laughs> I hear the beaches are beautiful. I don't yeah. know. If yeah. You, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Montana. I think it was Montana. We we did a thing on this show I do last night called That Midnight and we it was the top Google the top Google searches state by state. And how much of them uh, this I'm not how much of them are pornography? Not as well, I don't know if they filtered out. You don't Google porn, do you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you do if you're like 12. Maybe. You're like, hmm, uh porn. Why do you know that? I was 12 <laughs> once and Google was around. You didn't know Google was How old are you? 32? You Google guys wasn't around when you were 12. Might have been Dogpile then. It was about, yeah, Let's Google not get into the specifics of what you were doing when you were trying <laughs> to masturbate when you were 12. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've, led, I've led this How down a really bad path. How did you find porn on the internet when you were a kid? There was, I didn't have the internet when I was 12. Oh. No. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> yeah, you. Wait, how old has are a career. You? He's 32. I'm 32. I'm 32 as well. You guys are the same age. How, how, did, I, how did we. Definitely didn't have the internet. My dad worked for Hewlett Packard. Can I tell you something? Ah, something You grew up in Lowell, Massachusetts, where there's much more incentive to stay indoors. Yeah. He grew up in Dublin, where there's a lot of incentive to go outside and be entranced by the luxurious beautiful uh, landscape. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, what's a very nice way of putting it? (laughs) It was damp. It was awful, awful (laughs) damp. (laughs) 
so it's uh, but it uh, but the top Google searches I think in state by state it's very it it varies wildly. You know, some states are obsessed with terror, like finding out about terrorism. And other states are oh. obsessed about the Confederate flag. And Texas seemed to be obsessed with the Miranda Lambert divorce. Montana hmm. wolves. That was the number one. <laughs> number one. Really? Still. Oh, I love it. I have to go. <laughs> when I was in, when we were uh, uh, d- doing that film, uh, Anna Karenina, we went, we went, we shot in uh, Russia for a while. I think it was called Petrozovsk or something was the name of the place or Kizzy Island. That's where it was. And we were on this island and it was just like minus 40. It was crazy. Yeah. And we were not supposed to have stayed on the island, but it ended up that we had to stay on the island. And on our call sheet, it was like, watch out for wolves. That oh, was like, one of the things. And one of the nights they, they, left uh they had to have like security uh, men who stayed with the gear overnight and all the rest of it and make sure like it wasn't taken or nothing happened and they had their camp and all the rest of it one of the guys went out like in his underpants or whatever went out uh, uh to like the the outside bathroom and uh, went in to take a leak and when he when he opened the door there was wolves outside oh, waiting for him shit. <laughs> and he started shouting for like the guys, say, but then he started all in, shitting. But, but all in, he was in an outhouse. <laughs> he was in the right place <laughs> at the right time, uh, uh, and uh, and then he started shouting, and they couldn't hear him at the camp or whatever. And uh, yeah, that was it. Didn't end. Yeah, he how did he? <laughs> he got cold. He got very cold. But then they. But he's okay. Eventually. He's fine. Oh, okay, he's fine. great. This one, we were all laughing. Ah. He's dead. The man dead. He, <laughs> oh, died. he died. He died in a pile of yeah, yeah, yeah. feces, being I mean, feasted on by you wolves. You have to understand. You know, it's basically like the world is a refrigerator for meat for these wolves. You're just constantly cold. Yeah, we buried part of them. <laughs> and we ate the rest. <laughs> and yeah. he was delicious. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, I broke a pact. Like, you guys all made a pact. I shouldn't have told anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it. guys are going to be furious. Yeah. Whoops, I gotta go. <laughs> it wasn't our fault. We just finished the work the wolves had started. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. We but it, still, still, worried about, still worried about wolves in Montana. America is a... If you haven't really been across a lot of it, even if you live here, it is a fascinating chunk of land because there it's so many different things yeah just all somehow tied I, together. I got, I got, i've got the train across america oh you have yeah yeah with a couple stops along the way and that was absolutely amazing like one of the trips of my life really we stopped off a couple of times along the way it was just like first of all people you meet on trains are fascinating like yeah. their reasons for being on a train as opposed to on a plane so many different. Obviously, some people are just scared of flying. Sure. Some people, and I thought, I wonder if it's an economic thing, but it's actually it's more expensive yeah. to go on a train. So it's not, you know, it's all these. Uh, I met a guy whose wife had just an elderly gentleman. His wife had died, and he was he was going across. He was taking his time, basically going back to where he lived because oh. he wanted to just he needed to chill and kind of have some headspace and all the rest of it. And when you have dinner, you have to sit with other people. Yeah. Sure, you can't sit by yourself. So it's just a bit. You meet all these amazing people. This kid, like with a with a black eye, who was like. Not running away from home, but had left home because he was like selling drugs at home, and he got beat, caught, and beaten up, and he was going to work in like a uh, uh, like a fun fair. Oh my god! Like in the middle of the country, some like just, anyway. So he was selling amazing. drugs. Everyone on the train. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Good guy to know. Uh, and a widower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but it, yeah, you just like bring, and you just see like the changing landscape. You just realize how vast the country is. Just how huge, you know, like going through Colorado and all the mountains, and how mm. beautiful that is. And then uh, like. Moab in Utah. Oh, Utah! Moab. Is, oh my God! Utah is oh my God. The most so beautiful thing I've ever seen is is Moab turning golden at nighttime, like as the sun went down. I think possibly the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I mean, it, it is. It is. We and I feel like a lot of people in America sort of take it for granted because you always sort of take your home turf mm. for granted. But it really, 
it, you know, people, I think people think a lot of cities when they think about America. Yeah. But there are so many expansive parts that are not crowded that no. uh, that really are, you know, everything is like, a, it's just like a, everything looks like a photograph in a yeah, museum. Yeah, yeah. And, and the people are lovely and they're just living their lives in right. this part of the country. This is what happens here. It's like, and, then you, and then when you're on the train, you just get to pass through all these little places. It's really, really cool. Do you, really have, cool. have you been through Ireland as a tourist? You know, that, I was just about to say, it's the, the place you call home is often the place you kind of see the, the, not the least of, but like I've been around a lot. I've, I, I, uh, I used to play the fiddle when I was younger. We used to go up to like fiddle, uh, uh, like things up in Donegal. Nothing better than like a pub and 10 people sitting around all playing the fiddle. It's like they play like the fiddle music in Donegal is like punk music. It is like it is hardcore, beautiful, beautiful. That sounds amazing. Music. Yeah, it is like amazing. And there's a band called Fiddle, F I D I L. Their stuff isn't like really uh, punky, but it's really beautifully arranged. Kind of Donegal fiddle music. You should check them out. Their album is amazing. Do you still play? Uh, I uh, I can play, but I don't. I don't play. I, uh, no, I don't. I don't really play. Also, a band called Delorentos. Let me tell you all the good Irish yeah. bands. You please, 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 please educate us. D E L O R E N T O S are. Absolutely phenomenal. You should check them out. Are you writing that down? They've okay. got like good. Yeah, yeah. Seriously good. Uh Fiddle are amazing. Squarehead. I did I did a music video for a band called Squarehead. Mm-hmm. Uh with my brother. That's kind of sweet. He's checked that out. Uh, a song called Twenty Twenty Five. And they're like a mixture between like Weezer and Nirvana and the Beach Boys or something. They're really, really Fantastic. good. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out those guys. Anyways, so uh, yeah, so like I've been up to Donegal, down to Kerry, like uh, and then the, the West Coast is gorgeous. I've been into Galway a lot. Galway is f- just Unbelievable, but I haven't been to the Giants Causeway, which is you know what the Giants Causeway is. No, it's uh, it's it, I I think they show it in like Game of Thrones and all sorts. It's one of oh, these okay. things, but there's all legends in Ireland based around myths and stuff, and it's all this. I think it's volcanic rock that's kind of like bursting up out of the sea, but they're all like not like hexagons. Maybe I think they're six sided, all of mm-hmm. them, but like pillars. It's like Superman's home, <laughs> you know. But all these things are sticking out of the thing. And the burn in Galway, I've been. I'm just bored. I'm sorry. I'm just you're not at all because because I think a lot of people. You know, especially, I'm, I promise you that people are listening to this and they'll go, well, you know, we should go to Ireland. But then people never know. They go, where do you go? Like, where do you, The like, funniest what? thing is in England, people going like, like, I've always wanted to go to Ireland. <laughs> and you're like, it's 40 minutes on the plane. <laughs> if you really want to go to Ireland, you can go to Ireland. It's not, it's not a problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's like some mythic faraway place. You know, like, you know, I've always dreamed of going there. Like, you can do it in a weekend. Um, but yeah, it's different if you're in America. It's a long way to go. Oh, man. I, you know, maybe we should have gone there. Well, I, we, I'd, I've been wanting to go to Ireland forever. Just to do it. Guinness in a proper pub. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, where where would you go? Kyo's yeah. in 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 in, uh, in Dublin. It's like a really nice snog and, and uh, like a really really good pint of Guinness. Yeah, really good pint of Guinness. And then there's places out like in Galway. There's a couple of absolutely amazing bars for for a pint of Guinness. There's a, I watched um, some PBS special where Frank McCourt just like mm. was walking in and out of pubs in Ireland and it was he was like showing you the pubs of Ireland with Yeah, Frank it was McCourt. sad, you know, like in a way like the smoking ban and the recession killed off a lot of yeah. really good pubs. Um but there's there's still some great pubs. Like the my favorite pubs are like the kind of not old man pubs, but the ones where you go in, it's not busy, there's not like TVs yeah. and all the rest. Or maybe one TV like showing Coronation yeah. Street or whatever sure. on your way. You know what I mean? Uh, you know. Bargain yeah, yeah. And, and they turn it up for the end of it. You know what I mean? Oh my God, I can't believe his own sister. You know, and then they turn it back to everything. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, you know, like, and then you sit down, it's quiet and, and, uh, yeah. and it's just, you can have a chat. Like that's, the, like, that's my idea of like a perfect yeah. evening is like, yeah. you know, two, two pints of Guinness that's and a chat. Like, you know? We I'm, ended up, 
Iceland and for your honeymoon, we never got to. Iceland. You went to Iceland. Yeah, is it amazing? It is beautiful. Yeah, it yeah. Is, I kind of have to do that. You can see everything. It's it's amazing because like half of it's like this desolate green, hmm. and then there's ice. There's you, go, you can go north and you can see uh, glaciers and there's an ice hotel if you go at the right time of year. The Northern Lights are there. <laughs> if you go another time of year, it's just a puddle. It's just, it's just a puddle. puddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's a water hotel. And a mini bar. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> but like Reykjavik, Reykjavik itself has uh, 160,000 people in it. And mm. the whole of Iceland has about two hundred thousand people. Wow, that's incredible! So if you, wow. once you get out of Reykjavik, it's like you're going a maybe long way. Ireland, you hit and maybe Ireland. You know, I'm getting married next year, and I was thinking we were like, let's go to Japan because we've never been to Japan, and I never get time awesome. no. off. And it's it's not, too high. It's too. You want to just relax on your honeymoon. I feel you like can Tokyo relax in Japan. Not, but you don't you, have you to go to Tokyo. Tokyo. You can go to Kyoto. You can yeah, go. Like, yeah. you could go. You could go a lot of places. She, <laughs> Lydia wants to go to the there's a there's a forest where apparently. If you go in, you go mad, and people do not apparently the suicide forest. And people do not emerge from the forest. She just she's like great. She wants to, to go there on your honeymoon. <laughs> is that a I bad don't sign? think this is going to work out, man. I mean, I don't want to call your marriage before it even gets started. She's like, she's like, how about you go into the forest on our honeymoon? Like, well, yeah, are you going to come in? Weird. I'm going to wait here. No, I'm going to wait here. Yeah, yeah. You tell me how it is, and everything's going to be fine. It's been great. You're getting married. Congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank yeah, you. that's great. Yes. Uh, Ireland is worth. Yeah, Ireland yeah. is worth checking out. Ireland's a beautiful, beautiful Well, place. how do you... So, I mean, we were sort of joking about it before, but the idea of, like, you know, someone saying, oh, I've never been to the UK, and trying to lump Ireland in with everything. So, what is it... How is it to sort of, to the world, like, to establish your own identity? Like, what does it mean to be Irish, do you think? And what do you think people constantly miss about that? And what's important, you know, for Irish pride? Just read Angela's Ashes. It's all in there. <laughs> I mean, how Sucking do you... the phlegm out of a baby. <laughs> uh, that's what we all think of when we think of Ireland. No, you know, like, in a way, it's a funny thing, you know. Uh, uh, Martin McDonough is, like, my favorite uh, playwright he's amazing uh, he's just he's just the best and um, he, he he had a thing I don't know if he still feels the same way but where he would talk about how you can't claim the greatness of others for yourself that there's in some ways it's a ridiculous thing to be proud of uh, being Irish in some ways because you just because you're Irish doesn't mean you claim the works of James Joyce as your own or like you've got the same <laughs> fighting spirit or anything like that you know the but at the same time, I am proud of being Irish. So, so I don't, because I, I, I agree with him about that. Like, I, I didn't write Ulysses. I haven't even read Ulysses. So, <laughs> so I tried, I tried, God damn it. But uh, I read the short stories. It's more my thing. Uh, at the race is great. But, um, I, you know, I, I, so I, I don't know how much you can claim for yourself, but I do know I'm really proud of being Irish. I do know that when people go there, they do say that people are really friendly. But I also know that when I come to America, I find people to be extraordinarily friendly, and in London as well, you know, like all, you know. So I don't know. I just know that I'm proud to be there, and I know that it's definitely home. Yeah. You know, like it's where I enjoy living. I, I live like a half hour outside of the city. I can like walk in and out of the city every morning, and it's just, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful place to be. And it gets rainy as all hell yeah. and windy and all the rest of it. And that's just part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's nice. Do you, do you, so when you come to a climate like this in Los Angeles, or yeah. do you 
sort of miss the rain? No. The, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I used to hate the sun. Couldn't handle it. And and uh, you know, uh, you know, when you'd be with somebody and they would, you know, they'd be like, oh, you know, I want to go on holidays somewhere sunny. I'm like, that's my work. Because in the heat, I'm yeah. a nightmare. Oh, I'm a horrible person in the heat. Like the re- <laughs> the revenant, the revenant was grand. You know what I mean? I was like, this is my kind of climate. This no is where I'm supposed to exist. No yeah, yeah, yeah. Chance. It's good. And uh, my worst ever day on set was like on uh, on uh, this film about time where we had to pretend it was winter time, uh, but it was summer. And it was on the beach, and it was like you know. 32 degrees sure. like, well, whatever uh, and uh, I don't know what that is over here and all dressed up in an overcoat and they're putting a scarf and he's like you put that fucking scarf and you're going to have a problem <laughs> you know so that's my idea of a horrible horrible thing but now I do quite like the sun it's probably vitamin D is probably important okay. probably they keep telling me it is so it probably is drink doctors milk. just huh? drink milk you're fine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no but you would I would imagine because I, I think you and I have some of the same types of genes and we yeah. burn very easily uh, yes. Yes. You're, yeah, I could die. In fairness, you're four shades darker than he is. Well, yeah, look at that. I, I, I know you can't see this. I can see. On the podcast. I, I just see a table. I don't even see. Skin. <laughs> I, I just like, see like veins, those, like those fish. You can see their <laughs> yeah, organs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can see everything. Oh my god! Like the throbbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see my heart beating inside my chest. <laughs> well, he's Irish. See, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's nervous. He's beating quicker. <laughs> yeah, I'm not nervous. No, I can see. <laughs> dum, dum, I can dum, see dum, the chair. I can see this is filling up. Yeah, it's uh. The sun is uh, – I don't tend to like to go out in the sun, but at the same time, if I'm in a rainy climate for more than a couple of days or if I'm in a rainy – yeah. then I get – It can get you down. It does get you down. Yeah, so yeah. how do you – Well, you know, on The Revenant, it did. I mean, on The Revenant, it did get us down. That was like walking in and out of rivers every day for, for seven <laughs> months. For seven months, man. It's like – Yeah, you know, it would be nice if the sun came out. They, they at least time. like yeah. throw a wetsuit under your – uh, they did, but there were times when we had to do well, where you had to be in and out of the water in the mm. same scene, and you dress differently. If you want to keep warm in water, you dress very differently than if right. you want to keep warm on, yeah. in, on dry land. Because uh, if you sweat and it dries on you, then you're in, or like you know, and it, start, and it starts freezing on you. You're in a lot of trouble, and that happens if you're wearing a wetsuit and you're outside of the mm. water. Whereas if you're in the water, it's fine. So it was, like, it was kind of it was really complicated. Yeah. The costume designers did a brilliant job doing everything they could but it was pretty severe sometimes yeah. I mean it is the entire movie is just almost the entire movie is just uh, trekking through the snow like survive. no no hang on I gotta sell this thing <laughs> <laughs> trekking through the snow well he it's like it's, it's like trying to survive through yeah. these the trailer elements. reminds me of Cold Mountain a little bit the Civil War movie called yeah. no one my dad's that. in that is he? my father is in oh. that yes. what if I you're like but I never saw it yeah 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 <laughs> Jude Law folks are robot uh, <laughs> Um, Nicole yeah Kidder. yeah but it's, it's actually it's very different to Cold Man I know what you mean like some yeah. of the landscapes are similar but, I, but it's, very, it's very very different actually because it's so it's very uh, it's kind of like claustrophobic and what I like about it is that like uh, in Ex Machina like it was really claustrophobic in small rooms and it was all like you mm. know like people torturing each other with their minds you know like this was kind of what was happening and I think you get a similar thing of that pressure you know in 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 the revenant of of uh of, of it feels claustrophobic except for you can see for miles oh you know i you hadn't know, articulated it that tall. way but that's exactly right yeah yeah like that i don't know if exactly it's agoraphobia right. or something but it's like it's just like they're so trapped in there and they're by their circumstances yeah and so i think that's what keeps it in like for me like the minute to minute thing i because when i'm talking to people about it, it's really difficult you know you say it's about this guy who has an awful time altogether <laughs> and they're like why the hell why the hell would he i watch really that movie yeah, yeah. Hey, he has a, oh my god yeah. this guy 
why? I oh, mean, things just could not have gone you worse would not for Liam. Be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, well, then why the hell would I watch it? But I found it really compelling, like just minute to minute, because the pressure to keep surviving is actually really, I mean, entertaining is almost the wrong word, but almost the right word. It's like, you know, like just that thing of continuing to go. You're like, how the hell? How the hell is this happening, you know, all the time? So, yeah, that's how I'm trying to, that's how I'm that's trying to a, articulate That's such a it. great way to put it, too, because I've driven across country before, mm. and you get, even just being in the comfort of an automobile, you get this weird claustrophobia because yeah. you're in the middle of nothing. And yeah. so it's sort of like, well, where do I go? I mean, yeah. so being, you're trapped because there's nothing to kind of hold on yes, to. Yes, yes. You're you almost know? trapped by the, by the uh, infinity of choice, if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. How would you, how would you know? How would you survive if you, you know? I don't know. It, it, it definitely. I didn't really thought about it that way. That's exactly right. And the thing that's great about uh, Inuritu. Am I saying his last name correctly? Yeah, he had a, he had a real hard time with my name. <laughs> so, like you know, like Dunghall, Dunghall, Dunghall. <laughs> I was like, what Dunghall? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he pronounced it for, and he was like, "Well, you try my name, motherfucker." <laughs> and then he was like, "Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu." He like did this whole thing, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's pretty difficult." That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, the, 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 I think a, a mark of a really great filmmaker is if you, just like you said, well, it's about a guy, and he has a really shitty time, and then there's some, <laughs> then there's some guys who are on his side, some other guys who are not on his side. And, <laughs> Uh, but but the thing about him is like it's, it's like try explain, explaining Birdman you know like try yeah. explaining it but it's just like once he puts his filter on it oh man it's yeah. you know you meet a guy like that and you go well I think we just have to trust him because it's in his head and he's gonna yeah. get it out there. it's the same thing as Terrence Malick I want to see Terrence Malick figure out what he's thinking about in front of me you know yeah. what I mean I want to see him figure out his own mind in front of me I'm desperate to do that now obviously Alejandro's stuff I mean particularly with there's probably more of a narrative uh, impulse in, in Revenant that, you know what I mean like just because right. the revenge element and all the rest of it which um, but I, I, I want to see Alejandro deal with, with the story he wants to tell. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see him struggle to get this thing to the ground and really make sense of it. And I think he just did it so beautifully in this, yeah. you know? Um, but he's just, he's just one of those filmmakers. I'll just go and see anything he does, you know? How There's a few of those. How flexible are you? Because you've worked with so many great directors. I mean, I'm pretty flexible. Check this out. That is his... Okay, first of all, the leg is around the head. Yeah. The leg Amazing. legitimately yeah, went yeah, around yeah. the head. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty flexible. Okay, good. Uh, what if that was just the end? All right, I just want to see that. <laughs> I just want to see that. But, I mean, you know, you work with so many different great directors, which I imagine in some senses is, is intimidating and a little bit unknown. But how do you... You know, how do you come into a project? Are you pretty Are you pretty flexible in terms of like, you know, I'm just going to let them tell me what, or do you come in and go, here's nine ideas that I have about them. I think you have to arrive with ideas and you have to be willing to change some of those ideas because you can't, I think that's what's bringing about a movie is nobody will, no one person will always have the best idea. So there's such a group of people and at various times, each one of those people will have the best idea. And so you have to be open to taking that best idea when it's in front of you and understanding it and being able to decide, you know what I mean? But then you also have to, like your job really as an actor is to fight for your guy. Mm -hmm. Like my guy, I'm on his side. I don't care what he does. Like I'm fighting for him. And so that's what, that's what you have to do. And sometimes that will lead to conflict with a director, but I think that's good. And, and so I like fitting into different processes. 
like making a film like The Revenant is very, very different to making a film like Star Wars or Brooklyn or anything else. And they're all different from each other too. But I like finding out what the new process is because that keeps it interesting. Sure. You know, like you don't just turn up and do what you did in the last movie and kind of do it in the same way or whatever. You turn up and you go, holy shit, this is all right. Like, you know, again, you, you start and you feel like, wow, I know nothing all over again. I have to learn all this. And that's great. You know, like it's great. You, the, the pressure of it is what keeps you going. You know, is, is what keeps you wanting to uh, be in good things and try to be in good things. And, like, part of that is that at some point then you'll, you'll be bad in something. You know, you'll take a risk that doesn't pay off. But that has to be okay because otherwise you'll stop taking risks, you know. Sure. I think that's part of it. Do you feel like you've, have you, feel like you've ever done that? Is there something you're saying you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's, don't a, know. there's a couple of things I'm like, all right, I w-, you know what I mean? Like I wish, I wish I'd gone about that differently or I, I, didn't, I didn't achieve what I wanted to. And that's really – that can be a little bit uh, crushing. But you, ha- you try and learn from that then and fight forward. You know, like I felt like I was too much on the back foot for a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I allowed myself to be on the back foot and I didn't f- just fucking punch at people who tried to keep me there. In a way, that was my job for, that, for those movies. That was what my character had to be to fulfill it. But I was very frustrated by the experience. And so then what was great about The Revenant was my character starts like that he starts being pushed back by people around him, particularly like Tom Hardy's character's quite right. hard on my guy. And, you know, like bad decisions happen and my guy is responsible. And then at the end of the movie, he gets to man up. Yeah. You know, and I really fucking, like I was so <laughs> ready for that. You know, I was so ready to take that. And, uh, and it was really, really nice. Really nice. Uh, it, it, it is, when you say, you know, it's this new dynamic each time, it is pretty incredible. And that's what makes a good movie so special is that, a lot of people can't. It's very difficult even just to get a group of people together to decide on anything. Yes. But to get a group of people together and collectively decide what the best ideas are to make it. Like, yeah. That is, that makes it a little bit extra special. Yeah, it does. And, and you have to look to the director. You know, I mean, I've been, I've, I've seen directors who aren't capable of making the best decision. But thank God I haven't worked with one of those for a long time. <laughs> I haven't worked with one of those for a very, very long time. I've been super lucky. But like, you know, you want your leader to be, I want my director to be my director. Yeah. You know, and that's like, I'm always impressed then when you, somebody says, okay, no, this is what we're doing. This yeah. is what we're doing. I, I do, like that. Do you, do you go through the audition process still or is it meeting with directors and talking about the Um I haven't auditioned. I haven't auditioned for... A while. Oh, that's great. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, I didn't even meet Alejandro. I sent an email that said, I, I think my guy is the best guy in the film. I think he's the best human being in the film, and I'd love to fight for him. And I got the part. You know, like that was kind of it. Like <laughs> that was, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially in a movie that size, like it was really unusual. Really unusual. So that was amazing, you know. But, um, and then, I, yeah, like I met with JJ and Lawrence Kasdan for Star Wars, but I met them and it was already kind of, uh, it was already kind of a done deal if we if we got on sort of thing. So it was it was fine. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been lucky like that. And they're good. They're just good dudes. Like Lawrence Kasdan's oh, a great guy. He's a legend. I mean, JJ's great, and Kathleen Kennedy. Like everyone's mm-hmm. just everyone's funny, and you know, yeah. but but capable and serious when they need to be serious. And it's just such a good. I don't know. It's a good group. It's a really good group. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's part of the. That's part of the job of the studio and then part of the job of the director, you know what I mean? Like to, to, to get a good group there. Yeah. Like, the, you know, like kind of casting the whole crew, yeah. like not just the cast, uh, is so important with the film. And like they obviously did a great job with Star Wars. And I'm, perfect, I'm purposely not talking a lot about Star Wars itself because it's just impossible to talk about it without starting to give stuff away. I know, I know, I, I know. Want, I don't want to do that to people, but, but you are great in the movie. Oh, and thank it's, you. It's so... You know, there, there, there's, there's, 
I don't want to start talking about scenes, but there's one particular scene hmm. where you're addressing a group. Oh, the rally. That's in the trailer, so that's okay. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's such a, you know, like that. I don't know. It's just. It's... I just got shades of Donald Trump in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My guy's a good speaker. <laughs> <laughs> my guy. My guy's just evil. <laughs> That's all yeah, is. he's not an evil moron. At least my guy's intelligent. Yeah, it seems like he's scary pretty... the way this is going. Right? Well, so yeah, I, I don't want to talk yes, about politics. Sorry, but uh, we are it's, very it's... scared of the way this is going. Yeah, every day. Then you, you keep on thinking it's going to go off a cliff, uh-huh. and then it just keeps uh-huh. on not. I feel like uh-huh. the media is not helping though because. Correct. I feel like the media wants to, and we don't have to talk about this anymore. But I feel like the media. Wants yeah, it's not my place to talk about it anyway. I'm not American. Like it's not. It's nothing to do don't with worry, me or whatever. We'll so I don't even want. No, no, it's fine. It has but, plenty to do with but, you. But, but eventually. It, but, but it's yeah. pretty. <laughs> but it's pretty crazy about it, is it? And I think the media is not helping when they go. Yeah, he's uh, he's surging in the polls. So whenever it did, it's like, well, which polls? And what are you? T- I think the story of him not going away is actually propelling the myth yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, but and they just want to sell. They want to sell papers. That's they the, just that's the sell, aim. Yeah, they just want clicks. It's all yeah. clickbait now. Yeah, it's all clickbait. But uh, what if this? I got a phone call the other. I got a phone call the other day about clickbait. Right? Somebody, some website posted that I was in a car crash while I was doing a radio interview. Oh, I saw that. And it, and it went from like. It went from so I went on because uh, somebody called me and they're like, my sister just called and asked, were you okay? Because you know, I was like, what, what, what? I did, three times like that. What? 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 He's yeah, really that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so I was in a taxi on the way to the airport and I was doing a radio interview for for this uh, uh, radio program back home and this van like swir- uh, swerved swerved right in front of the 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 taxi that I was in and it was really dangerous and it was really close but the guy like the driver did a brilliant job of like dodging it and just going around like it wasn't a big spin or anything like that but it was like whoa holy, holy god and so I was on the radio while I was doing it I was like whoa we nearly had a crash just there or whatever but the line was kind of crappy it was clear we hadn't crashed right. it was clear we hadn't actually crashed because, because otherwise one, I would have still talking you know like the, there would have been all those noises my guts are outside my body yeah, yeah. and they should be inside my body put them back in uh, anyway it was great <laughs> Portraying General Star Star Wars in cinemas now. Yeah, just uh, like you're laughing. Yeah, yeah, a real professional. Yeah, yeah. It's out next week. It's a thrill ride. But but a guy has a load of bad stuff happen to him. No, I'm good. I can keep going. I can keep going. Just take those in. You hear Disney going? Can we license his funeral? So yeah. So then and then it went and then it just turned into like that. I was in a car crash and then car smash. Ah. Elevated it to smash. <laughs> so yeah, then you, yeah. then you just, then you have to go on social media and be like, "I'm writing to you from beyond the grave." <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Black mirror all over. I've again. come back. There's so much more to do. <laughs> are you, are you writing anything currently? Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to write this film noir, you know. And then I'm also writing, which I've been on for a while. But I had, a, I had a really good story for a film noir. I always wanted to do like a film noir in Ireland. Yeah. I just thought that would be the coolest thing. It would just be so. It's such a perfect place because like all the film noirs in the 40s and 50s were about like, the, you know, uh, men's place being threatened by women. Like that's where that's where it kind of came from. A lot mm-hmm. of it, you know what I mean? Because during the war and they came back, and women had jobs, and they, you know, it was uh, it was all like upheaval in the way society worked. And so suspicion of women or whatever. But Ireland had a, had a suspicion of women at that time too. I mean, you know, obviously in a lot of places it hasn't gone away. But uh, like in the world, I don't mean Ireland. But um, and I just always thought that would be because of sexuality in the cat. You know, the, the the church. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was just mm. so scared of sexuality. And uh, so I always just thought that would be a really interesting place to, to sound a sex. 
How far along are you I'm with it? I got the whole story mapped out, but I've had it mapped out for like three years, so I should I should uh, stop. I don't talk about it normally, but you ask me, and you just seem so sincere. I uh, am, I should, I, but you shouldn't talk. You shouldn't talk about stuff you haven't done. But I, I'm, I'm uh, I write comedy sketches with uh, like yes. uh, uh, all the time with my friend Michael, and we did like you know like in at home. People stop me on the street more often for the comedy sketches than for anything else, which is really, really nice. And we did them to raise money for this hospice where my grandparents died. Um, we did the original ones just to try and be funny and to do a TV show. And then we did a batch of them after with my dad and stuff uh, to raise money for the hospice. Like, you can go on and donate to the hospice. But, um, yeah, like one with my dad explaining what sex is. But he thinks that sex is fingering. <laughs> It's like a really, it's like really horrible, and like he's really graphic. I wake up and him and my mom are there to explain. I'm like, you don't need to explain sex. I'm 28, and, he, and he's like, okay, look, here's what happens. <laughs> and she gets very excited, and he's like, you know, like, and then like some ladies like three fingers, some ladies like the full force. They call that the Kit Kat. That's fine. Uh, 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 uh. But so, uh, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we did those. We did we did those comedy sketches back home and stuff. And and, and, uh, and yeah. So I, I like I, we write those all the time. Myself and Michael write those all the time, sure. just so we have like a stack of them to make. If I end up with a couple months off, we could maybe just make them again. Like I paid for them last time, and then we put them online. You could donate to the hospital. That was the way we did it. And so it's like we're, we we may do that again next year. Well, where can people? You should tell people where to go for that. Oh, it's called Immaturity for Charity. If you uh, uh, so uh, yeah, if you put in Immaturity for Charity into um, and then Seth Rogen, I realize has Hilarity for Charity. So it looks. Like I just ripped him off, but I think Mother, no, he ripped you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it, Seth Rogen. Come on, seriously, uh, man. But uh, yeah, immaturity for charity. If you look it up on, on on YouTube, you can click on it then, and then you can donate to the hospice or whatever. And uh, the uh, Star Wars, the Omaze thing. Oh, yeah. the Omaze thing is incredible. They said they just sent a big check to the hospice as well, because like, I nominated them as my charity or oh, whatever. That's great. Yeah, oh, wow. like it was like that. The best part of last night was hearing about this big check that had been written for the hospice. Like, that mean, was the best thing of the whole come evening. On. How amazing is that? Like you know, like you know, just for the those guys to do that I think that's amazing they did not have to organize any of that stuff the movie is going to make all the money they don't have to worry about any of that sort of stuff that's just actually goodwill I think well I think they I think they understand and they recognize that they realize that after Campbell's and the gum and the car mats that they had enough money (laughs) (laughs) uh, I I think they really do genuinely recognize Star Wars is Star Wars because of the community yeah, of fans that yeah. has kept it at, at that way. And they saw pretty quickly when, you know, when this expanded universe started developing out in the world and people were writing their own stories. Yeah. And, you know, and so I think they really understand that Star Wars is a, is, is a piece of humanity. Like, and, yeah. and so it's, it's like a positive force in loads of ways, you it, know what I mean? Which really, is nice. Positive force? Come on, you guys. Get there a little Star Wars reference. Spoiler alert. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How about a fresca? <laughs> uh, but uh, but, yes, but that was cool. making comedy, but, but making a comedy sketch with your family to raise money for the hospice that took care of your grandparents is such a, it's such a lovely story. It's just a nice, yeah. it's just a nice thing to be able to do. No, it was great. And then, and when I did that Squarehead video, we linked that to uh, 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 Immaturity for Charity as well. Angelina Jolie went on. She said it was her favorite uh, music video oh, uh, that year. And she went on. She donated. To, like, she gave $2,000, like, just out of nowhere to the to the hospice, which oh, is the most great. amazing thing. Just out of nowhere. Just did that. Like, she is the best. That's she pretty is cool. The best, and that's a massive name drop. But she is, she is also, <laughs> she is also a force for good in the world. I believe very strongly. Jolie approved. Yes, exactly. Immaturity for charity. But exactly. that's so. Do you do you see? Uh, 
do you see writing comedy? Like, do you want to write at, at, when you do, when you get done with the noir piece? Which I really think, if you have some time, just, you know, if you keep noodling, sooner or later it'll be done. It'll happen. Know? Yeah, my brother actually, my brother is a writer, and I, he's he's going to end up. He's he's a better writer than me, so I'll just I'll, you know he'll maybe he'll write it or something when he when he's got time. When he's got time, he can do it. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the, the comedy thing is just so much fun. And it's just a really nice way to spend time with my friends. We meet up in coffee shops and yeah. we just tell like filthy, like try and make each other laugh at like the stupidest. Like they're all they're for the majority they're basically dick jokes. We were going to call it dick jokes for charity, but like we didn't want to put that in the link into the hospice. You know, it just would have been super weird. Like in one of them, like a bee flies down his wiener. Yeah, like there's a bee on the tip of his wiener. Sure. And then he, he he's all worried, and he, his girlfriend's going to swat it off with a newspaper, and they count down from three, and then right at the last minute it goes to a close up, and it flies down the tip of his. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like it's really silly end, we're really helping sick people yeah no here. I, know. <laughs> I know I know that one didn't go to broadcast thanks for uh, donating for <laughs> but so yeah yeah so they're really it's just silly I just like silly toilet it's toilet humor yeah you listen you were in the right place yeah. for that you were in 100% the right my, my, my sense of humor did not progress past age 15 I know I stopped I stopped. Uh, my comedy brain didn't move forward. It just got filthier. I'm disappointed by myself a lot of the time because it's I constantly I like really down there again. <laughs> Isn't there another well from no. which to And you realize that like most of the like you know you go to a dinner party and feel absolutely, wow, I'm old now. We're at a dinner party. And then inside 15 minutes, you've turned the conversation to poo again. <laughs> again, you're like, I can't do this every time I can't turn and not up. With everyone, and not everyone is on board it, unfortunately. No, of course they're not. It's uh, a stupid thing to talk about. <laughs> well, I think maybe but you're hanging hilarious. out with the wrong people. I saw, I saw a fella on the bus once, right? And he, had, <laughs> he was up talking to the driver. I got on the bus. Everybody was quiet. I was like, what's going on? And I, I sat down, I looked up, there was this guy in it, like a suit, like he was in his 50s talking to the driver, he was standing up chatting to the driver, he had like about this length, like an arm's length of toilet paper hanging out the back of his trousers, <laughs> and the bottom of it was all rolled up in a cone, it was covered in poo. <laughs> It's the worst thing, and he had not, and he was just chatting to the driver, and everyone on the bus was just deathly silent. Here's the big twist of the story: wasn't his. Uh, no, I, <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, like, that's that's where you like you start. But how did it happen? I don't know. How that, did the poo end end up out of the trousers? Like what? He's a very un, uncoordinated individual. He was too quick to pull Maybe his pants up. We were I saying think. I was talking to like, actor like, Sean McGinley, and he was like, "Yeah, he pulled yeah. his pants up too quick. Maybe a bit of sweat involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuck it to the back of his back or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then he's up there, and yeah. like the colors of it, like were like an inverted fox's tail. You know the way a fox's tail is like yeah. br- <laughs> like brown and then white yes. At, yes. white at the yes. end. Yes. It was like yeah. that, but like it was with, the reverse. Yeah. By the way, did, don't it was not lost on me that this turned into like CSI poop victim. So there was probably just. The molecule. Where's the semen? It's got to be in there somewhere. It'll track us to the killer. It's always the semen. They always come before yeah, they go. It's very doing? exciting. Yeah, I know. Murdering yeah. is. If I was going to kill really somebody, hot. I wouldn't come right before I left, <laughs> and I would never get caught. Yeah, <laughs> never absolutely. Get caught oh, by the way, here. <laughs> I forgot to mention. There's one last, uh, one last little, one last little thing here. But it's uh, do, it, it, your is your dad uh, when you were first... don't bring up my dad after talking about that. So speaking of uh, I've let the... myself down, I let myself down. I'm sorry, dad. <laughs> your dad did do a sketch about fingering. I think he'd, he'd probably be no, okay. I know. He'd probably yeah, be okay. He's very funny in it. I mean, did you you know when you decided that you wanted to be an actor? Was it you know did was, did he say like are you sure or was it great? It wasn't either. I think he understood like because my brother also, as I say, is like a phenomenal actor, and he, I think he. Brian was probably always going to be an actor. He he just seemed like he had it. You know what I mean? Even when we were kids and stuff, the way he was able to go into his imagination was so incredible. So 
and, and you know, and then he went, he's, he started doing it straight out of school, Brian. Uh, and I think they were like, I think they were like, if it makes you happy, then you should try to do it. Because that's what my dad did. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't decide that you can't like achieve your dreams. I mean, but the the problem is the world might decide that sure. for you. But you should give yourself every chance. They understood that we, both my parents understood that we knew that it wouldn't be an easy way to make a living. Right. And that it, it may not be a way to make a living at all. Because we'd seen my dad's... Uh, you know, out, out of work, and uh, my dad wrote plays and stuff, and 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 had and put them on in Dublin and all the rest of it, like trying to create his own work when he wasn't working himself. So we knew that it, the odds are stacked against everybody who tries to be an actor. But most things worth doing, the odds are stacked against you. So they they were very supportive, very helpful, and um, I'm sure a bit concerned sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's hard. I'm sure that thing as a parent where you. Oh well, I did what I want to do. You should be able to do what you want to do. But I don't want you to get hurt. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, that was that, that was it. But like you know, my dad became an actor like in the eighties. Like there was like you know there was a recession in Ireland. He had four kids, and he had a he was a teacher. And when he was thirty four, he, he had been acting in the evenings, like doing plays in the evenings and all the rest of it. Decided to try and make a living as an actor, supported wholly by my amazing mother, uh, with four kids at home. Like that's that's insane. Like that's somebody make, taking a big. Gamble, mm. yeah. You know so I mean? if your like dad can do that, I feel like that's inspiring. Like, okay, maybe if I you're can... just out of college, exactly. Like, if you're just out of college, then it's like, okay, yeah. well, I don't, you know, I'm going to have the pressure feed, of, not you know, yeah, six. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But you know what it shows you is it shows you <clears throat> that most people create their own limitations out of thin air, based on whatever sort of you know. There are real limitations in of the world. Yeah, I understand of course, things many. happen. No, and I was like very that. lucky. I, you know, I grew, I grew up. I, I was blessed. What was it? You know, like the whatever they say, like the lottery of where you're born. Mm. Yeah, I was born. I had everything. Louis C.K.'s thing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> a, a white middle class male in America. Yeah, that's how he. You know what I mean? Like he just, he just. That's the luckiest thing that you can be. You know, but actually, apart from that, really, is the luckiest thing you can be born into is love. And 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 uh, I, my family is very very. I'm very lucky for the family I have. You know, so that kind of helps. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, yeah. and I do. I mean, I'm. I'm sure your dad must hear this all the time, but In Bruges is like one of oh the greatest. It's, it's such an unexpected movie from where it starts and where it goes, and it's such a beautiful story, and your dad is so amazing. Everything about it. that film is, is beautiful. And that's, you know, that's Martin McDonough, man. And that was my first job was with the, the writer-director of that film. That was my first job. I did a play that he wrote. Uh, he, is, he is an amazing Yeah, writer. your dad, Colin that. Farrell, is amazing. Yeah. yeah Everybody great. in the film is great. <laughs> the two of them. I, think I read recently uh, Martin was saying he'd like to get uh, uh, my dad and Colin back together again for something. For something. So that would be good. It won't oh, be I hope it's too, funny again. I'm sure it will be. Everything Martin writes yeah. is, is funny. Everything he writes is funny. Funny, but not... I mean, it's funny, but... Uh, like, situationally funny. And no, I know. It's, it's not shit jokes. No, like what I do. no it's <laughs> totally... What I do no, you're too. totally right. You're totally right. <laughs> That's, That's what, what it is. He make, it's, it's the characters and the situations just make you but care then, for them. And then and, heart-wrenching and, yeah. at the same time. And they're not jokes. They're just like situations which make you absolutely cack yourself laughing. You know? What if he was like, you know, I really want to develop your bee flying into a dick into a full-length... <laughs> I think there's a full-length feature in I this. I think, you know, if your dad... I want to hear about it from the bee's perspective. It's going to be a 3D movie. Jerry Seinfeld's agreed to voice the bee. <laughs> this is going in a weird direction that we never so, yeah, predicted. What's the deal with penises? <laughs> uh, I better go in and check yeah. it out. And then just two, uh, 90 minutes later, 90 minutes later. Just, yeah, of darkness. And then he comes back. <gasps> <gasps> yeah. I have uh, an amazing story to tell. <laughs> uh, it's like inner space when he goes in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so great. Yeah. Uh, no, so in, great. In, in Bruges is one of the greats. And, but, um, and, then my, uh, and then Martin's brother, 
John wrote The Guard and directed oh. The Guard, which is another amazing film. If you see, have you seen The Guard? No. Oh, seen the Guard if you if you liked The Bruges, I, w- I would highly recommend Done. The Guard. Brilliant! It's my Great. dad and Don Cheadle. Done. Uh, in- oh, I love it. Get into it. I'm on, on vacation in a couple Hilarious. days. I'll have a couple weeks do off. That. Absolutely. Definitely gonna definitely gonna do it. You could just go to Ireland. I, oh man! <laughs> I know, but I gotta travel so much all the time. The problem is, well, yeah, oh, travel. Fucking who? <laughs> oh, I travel for work. I have to travel. I travel for work, so I have to travel almost every weekend. <laughs> so, like, you know, getting on planes and putting things in tiny bags and then never acclimating to a to a time zone. Just buy all new stuff and then throw it out. Oh. Don't well, pack. Don't pack. Dude, don't pack anything. I'm saying, Some if you want to make it stress free, don't they? They do like two suitcases. Yeah. Like, when you come back. That one's already packed, and that's that true. one you put in the laundry, and then you just yeah. take that but one. But there are some but vacations that you come back from, and you're like, I need a vacation, you know, because when you go to a place like Ireland, you can't, you're not just going to lie around. Like you need oh, to I see it. You need to get out and see the place. Yeah, but that's the thing. You you would want to clear your schedule and not be worried about yeah. trying to do stuff back home. You'd want to just be. Yeah. You just want to just be there to enjoy it. Like, shut that's, down that's the for way to a while. Do it. Exactly. Is exactly. that what you're going to do for the holidays? Just shut down. Yeah, I get I get back on the twenty at first, um, so I'll. Uh, relax my brothers will be home we'll all hang out and it'll be like a family christmas yeah. i mean so star wars opens the 18th the revenant opens the 25th yeah you're going to be in two of the biggest movies of the holiday season i mean that's pretty uh, yeah it's it's cool it's it, cool it like cool. It's, it's yeah i saw i was in a cinema the other day and they had like the posters beside each other and that was uh that was cool. You're like, that's pretty. Yeah, 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 I don't know if you knew this. Uh, and I stood between them and just hoped people recognized me for hours. Not no one, not just a sausage. Pu- pulling your hair back for, re- for, for both movies. Well, actually, yeah, exactly. Revenant, your hair is a little shaggier than it is in, it is. in, in Force. I know, yeah, that's the problem. You know, I need to get a look and stick with it. Yeah, just If one. I really want to be recognized all the time, which is my dream. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you could just not blend in with that shock of red hair. It's <laughs> uh, your no. dream to constantly be recognized. Yeah. That's my dream. No, when I was in Toronto, I bought like these neon converse. Whenever I stay in a new city while I'm working, I always try and get something new. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. that I wouldn't get away with wearing in Dublin. Yeah. Because in Dublin, somebody yeah. would just make fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Don't wear anything weird in Dublin. Someone will make fun of you. But uh, so I was walking around these neon cars and I was like, what the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like walking around saying, everybody look at me. But yeah. you're somebody else there, you know? You're, yeah, yeah. You're, no, no, no. But, you you're know, Toronto it, you. Yes, exactly. I'm the new me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You have a different relationship to every city. Neon that you know, Donal. Right? That's, that's a near. What did you get? Did you get anything in Los Angeles new? Uh, this time, no, no, no. But uh, you know, no, I got, I got zero. But like, I've got a teddy bear hat and I, normally a cap. Oh, I got a cap when I was in Las Vegas. I got a cap. Oh, I'm, you're lucky. Cap. That's all you got when you were in Las Vegas. And, and VD. Oh, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate. Don't fuck the cap. You're not supposed to fuck the cap. You just put it on your head. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. That is amazing. Uh, no, I didn't get VD in Vegas, by the way. Just for the people who, I, I just know the headline. Don't was Henderson. And it was Henderson. It was Henderson. The poor man has had a tough month. So if you yeah. run into Toronto, Donald, you can still fuck him. He doesn't have VD. Stop yeah, talking about this. What are you talking about? No, we're just trying to. What are you talking about? Oh, we this get is, it. We're just oh. trying to get you laid, bro. The guy on the bus. The guy on the bus. Do it for him. Wait, the guy on the bus was you the whole time. Twist. You know, there's a, there's a special kind of guy who goes home at the end of that day, takes off his hat, takes off his jacket, and then, ah, uh, you know, yeah. does he, does that guy go, Oh my god, I need to backtrack and apologize to everyone. I can never show my face again. No, he looks like, a Man. ticket to the Japanese forest that makes you kill yourself. I think yeah. that's ultimately, yeah. Get the hell out of Dodge. I think you just don't get that bus ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're taking cabs or you're walking from now Honey, on. Honey, we're moving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can't be on this bus route anymore. <laughs> I'll tell you what I would do. 
There's an old, there's a, there's a legendary thing where uh, if Prince messes up a guitar lick, he does it again so that you think it's on purpose. Oh. You get on that bus every fucking day. I love it. Yeah, with toilet paper. And you don't comment on it. You just be that. That's it's that. a look. And next thing you know, everyone's oh, everyone's going to be doing it. More shit. That was me. I started the shit tail craze, and I get no credit for it. Now it's been trademarked by Nike. Yeah, the inverted foxtail. I don't believe it. And now you can get fucking BB-8 shit tails everywhere. <laughs> don't mix BB-8. <laughs> Even I am upset no, by that, no, Matt no, Myron. Don't do I'm just that. making a joke at the licensing machine that is Disney. But how, <laughs> how does a Wookiee, whenever I think about that... Whenever I think about a bipedal creature covered in hair, yeah. I always think that would be problematic during those periods of time. Because, you know, <laughs> dogs are quadrupeds, so their body sort of forces the waist out of them. But if you're, a, if you're bipedal, it just basically... Oh, the you're worried about him them. shitting. Yeah, just getting all matted all the time. Like, yeah, he would yeah, be... Yeah, yeah. Dogs get matted. Yeah. They do. Yeah, I guess they do. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's they just do. Yeah, you know, it's you, fine. He'll I'm be not okay. worried about it. I know, and you know, they they seem like clean creatures anyway. Like they're yeah. not like dogs who are like, Woo! yeah, like, you know, like they they're. It's Ewoks would be the dirty ones. <laughs> Ewoks would be the dirty ones. I don't know. I don't think any of the creatures in Star Wars are walking around with like waste on the back of Jar Jar. To use your, to use your <laughs> Jar Jar would be the one. I mean, it's possible. Why does everybody look at me? Oh, there's a space toilet paper hanging down in your... <laughs> they call it space toilet paper. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. Of course. Well, it's been fun to tell people, like, how was the movie? Great. I think it was great. They only devoted 40 minutes to Jar Jar. I mean, it was really a bold move. But we wanted to know about the Gungans. The good news is it's the first 40 minutes. <laughs> it's the first 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. So you really open strong. Uh, yeah, it's going to be weird now a couple of weeks. I like the dog sleeping. Yeah, she just sleeps. Just scout, just sleeps scout. the whole time. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just nice now because the the film will be out. We don't, you know what I mean? There's, yeah. There'll be no more... No more secrecy. Weirdness no more about weirdness. It. No yeah, more but it's, it's good for me too because people will realize that I'm not in it like a huge... You know what I mean? Because like, I think everyone, everyone was wondering if I was going to be in like all the time and I wasn't even allowed to talk about how many days oh, I filmed sure, on set sure. or any of that sort of stuff so it's nice because I can just I, you know it's like the pressure's off but I now. think your character's pretty important I no mean, no he's got stuff to do I'm not, yeah. I'm not being self-deprecating yeah. or, or, or anything he, like that he's got, he's, he's got stuff to do and he is important when you see but he's what not. his function in the story is like he's pretty and it is a really interesting yeah. ah, never mind yeah yeah no himself and Kyle Ryan have a good dynamic I think you know I, I'm, I'm interested by that but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, you played a done. great Darth You know, Vader. we should just throw <laughs> you guys in remake in Bruges with those two. With which <laughs> with two? With Kylo Ren Me and Adam Driver? <laughs> Martin, if you're listening, please. Uh, every day of the week. Because Adam's hilarious. Adam's really funny. He would kill that. No, but I want you as your characters in Star Wars forced into that situation. Hux and Ren? Yeah, yeah. Together? yeah. At last. Yeah, yeah. They're just, they're, they're sent, Hitman in Bruges. They're, yeah, sent yeah. To, they're sent to Jakku or something and they're just stuck there. <laughs> Yeah. For a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, would, I would do it. Yeah. I would yeah. do it. Well, uh, you are delightful and wonderful and hilarious, and I cannot yeah. congratulate you enough on all the amazing things. And it was so nice of you to come after the premiere and sit down and chat with us. It for, was great. For, for I really enjoyed hour. it. Thank please, you. Please, anytime much. you're in town, please, please, that would please. Be awesome. And we'll help you um, let people know about it. if you make more uh, charity uh, videos for charity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let us know. Oh, that's we'll, so sweet. We'll help message them out that would be awesome thank you so much Excellent. that's really nice of you now we we end the podcast by saying enjoy your burrito it's our sign off to mm-hmm. tell people to enjoy their present and not focus on the past and the and the future but you have such a lovely voice would you please say enjoy your burrito to our audience to sign us off 
Enjoy your burrito. No, no, that sounded, that sounded like I didn't mean it. <laughs> Enjoy your burrito. Yeah, see? There we go. Yeah, yeah, that second time you meant it. Good. Yeah, yeah, First yeah, time, yeah, I don't yeah. know what that... No, no, I know, I know, I know. No, 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 he was making fun of it. Yeah. He thought he was above the burrito he and he was wrong. Stupid. I know, yeah. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.